Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858 Let's dive into the, NR, the into the NFL now. We're going to talk NRL. Um, we might see if there's been any money around Tristan for what's going on. But just let's put a little bow on an NFL season. Um, first of all, Tristan, just give us an understanding of the. You know, we talked about the TV numbers. What about the the numbers from your point of view? And volume is one thing, but also the number of bets um, is really important as well. Yeah, it was um, it was a f- massive uh, event for us. Like it was. It was much uh, bigger than what it was last year. And, and we, we obviously, as we touched on, we launched our new same-game multi-product. And I think to put a comparison in place, we actually wrote more individual tickets on that than what we wrote on the NRL Grand Final in September, in October. Wow. So wow. That was, um, you know, it was obviously a, a new product there and people wanting to test it out. And uh, it was it was fantastic. And it was something that, you know, we had to learn a few things from it. Obviously, when you do something new, there's always a few little bugs which we came across. But from that end, it was exciting. Uh, it shows how much interest there is and, and how much granular interest there is in, in a sport like the NFL where people want to bet on the touchdown scorers, the passing yards, the receiving yards, these sort of things. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see those sort of betting mediums available in the NRL as well. I think it would take that to another level, but unfortunately, that's not allowed under the current side of things but um but yeah it was it was fantastic both from turnover and number of uh, people involved so that was great and we roll into the new season now we've already launched our our market for the next super bowl and we've got seven dollars about the favorites where we've got the two combatants from monday leading the charge san fran at seven kansas at 750 baltimore at 850 buffalo at 10 and my detroit lions the shortest they've been in many many years at 14 dollars to open the season do you also have the uh, two divisional winners is that a market up yet, Tristan? Or not yet? We 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 wait for a little bit before we get the divisional uh, winners up, but we got the Super Bowl winner up, and they'll all sort of start to roll out in the next month or so. I expected uh, the Chiefs to be shorter, um, and I say that because you know I, I just think the Chiefs next year are going to be stronger and uh, and and sharper than they were this year because I think of uh, you know the last four years that was their weakest list. And, you know, during the course of the season, we talked many times about them having, you know, uh, the wrong uh, receiving options for Mahomes and uh, how much he had to do and, you know, some other weaknesses that they had. They got better clearly in the last four or five weeks. But, you know, they were outsiders in their last three wins, including Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. And, you know, I I think the credit around what a game manager Mahomes has become as well as the gunslinger with the arm. And, you know, he's run and rush yards in the Super Bowl. His his awareness to pick what he was doing. Um, I think if they get what they do through the draft right, um, gee, I just think they're going to be very, very strong next year. And um, the other thing about uh, Mahomes, Jimmy, uh, that's the first time in draft and Super Bowl history that a team that has taken the full cap hit for a highly paid quarterback has actually won the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, you know, and again, it just shows, you know, obviously what a standout he is. I mean, I, I thought, and I, I touched on last week, I thought the 49ers would want to go um, – Really uh, strong early. They led by 10. You know, I never thought that was enough going into halftime. I thought they'd left at least one out there uh, in that first half. There's, you know, the quality of adjustment and also fatigue that plays into the second half and most notably into that fourth quarter always comes into play. And, you know, on third downs, the 49ers were three from 12. 
I mean, you're just not going to win those big games against a really good opponent if you can't convert those. And, you know, I thought Purdy was good. I just thought that he was given um, some some poor calls, um, you know, and I, I think, you know, Shanahan's copying a little bit of flack over all of that. You know, those final minutes where they had a third down and, and they're close, you know, they come up with a touchdown. I think that changes the game. And then through overtime again, um, exactly the same. But, yeah, I love the day. You know, the best team won. Um, it was great to see it nice and close and tight. Um, Andy Reid, what about that? And, yeah, there's all this focus on Shanahan at the present moment. Uh, you know, it was published during the course of the last couple of days. Andy Reid, the first four times he got to a major um, a playoff win, and the last of those four was a Super Bowl. He lost. Now he walks around with three rings. Yeah, so Shanahan, a much younger man than Andy Reid, obviously got a long time left in the game. So um, Andy Reid, there's an interesting one. Like Chris Jones is basically the only older guy that you need to pay on defence. All those guys are young, so that's going to lend itself to a strong defensive unit. Um, he needs a few more um, wide receivers to throw to. There's Patrick Mahomes, but Travis Kelsey's a really interesting one. I felt that there was a diminishing of his powers this year. He just yep. looked a little slower. The numbers suggested that as well. Maybe that preempted the blow up just before halftime with Andy Reid. But, um, you know, this is a window for the San Francisco 49ers that probably will shut as soon as Brock Purdy needs to get paid. So can Shanahan work his way out of that? There's so many other parts to it in the it's such a uh, I thought the fact that they said we'll take the ball first in the yes. overtime, I mean, uh, he'll lie in bed at night just staring at the ceiling about that decision. Giving yes. What was that stat you had, Jared, about the number of times that it's happened in the postseason? Fourth quarter, one minute to go, you're down by seven or less. And, oh. you know, it's a 40% strike rate. That's right. And Mahomes is seven from seven. Wow. On, on the flip side of that, though, is... If Mahomes got the ball first, I would have been very nervous that he would have gone and scored a touchdown and we don't even get a chance to get the ball back uh, to start the match. So I know there was a lot made of – to, to, to complete the match, I would, I, would, I would have thought that he's a big chance of going with that stat in mind, going down there and scoring a touchdown and San Fran don't even get a chance to counter. I was probably more – and it's obviously easy in hindsight uh, – the fact that when they were up in the attacking 10 or 15 on fourth down with three or four yards to go, that might have been the play where – you know, you, you go for it on fourth down and try to finish the game there or there with with, uh, with Mahomes knowing he's going to have the ball to come out. and and But, yeah, it's all so easy in hindsight and there's so many different ways to look at it. But well, w- wanting San Fran, I was I was quite happy that he took the ball because I didn't want Mahomes to get the ball back because I thought whatever happens, uh, we were going to be in trouble yeah. at that point. And, and once they did, as I touched on before, you could just see it un- unfold play after play down the field and you just knew what was coming. And then, you know, the, exactly the same play that they scored that touchdown with was exactly the same play that they scored to uh, to win last year's uh, Super Bowl. You know, just amazing. And again, you know, I don't know if, if any of you guys saw it, but there's a piece of, uh, of uh, video going around um, social media which the Chiefs recorded in the in the week leading up to that game of uh, Andy Reid sitting in a corner designing that play and uh, and one of his staff is, is actually going um, step by step through the play and then he puts a name to it and I think it's, the, what is it, the corn roll or the corn dog roll or whatever it's called. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then the guy questions him, oh, have we got enough motion in that? Where's the motion and whatever? And then Andy just, you know, stands up and he goes, yeah, yep, yeah, that's that's the corn roll with a little bit of captured, uh, captured and mustard and that'll get the job done. 
Yeah, he's good. He's good. Uh, Spagnola, unsung hero too, with the defensive uh, defensive coordinator for uh, the Kansas City. It was interesting. I was listening to the CBS coverage, so Tony Romo, and he was saying before it happened, he said he Spagnolo will be aggressive. He's going to come with a blitz. So run your play that's going to counter the blitz. Yep. Sure enough, Shanahan didn't read that. Spagnola comes with the blitz, but the aggressive mindset got the job done. So, um, well, and I, I think he ran one of the highest percentage of blitzes in a, in a Super Bowl ever, Jimmy. Um, the other big thing about the Chiefs, all of those key staff are on staff next year. So, yeah. you know, most franchises are losing a offense or defensive coordinator or a really key pl- person in their coaching staff. Andy Reid's got them all lining up again next year. And you know, lo and behold, yesterday out of San Francisco, uh, Shanahan's um, sacked his uh, defensive coach. Yeah, interesting, interesting.